Ask the podcast coach for August 24th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there, we're fresh back from uh, Podcast Movement, the one, the only, Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Glad it's this Saturday, not last Saturday. It would have been scratchy. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, super low voice uh, last Saturday. <laughs> I had nothing left. Going. <laughs> Barry White, I had nothing left when I got home. It was, I, was, I slept in. I was so done after podcast movement. Good to be back and good to be back chatting with folks on Ask the Podcast Coach. Yeah, if you want to uh, join us, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And in theory... That'll redirect you to the YouTube. We're doing something different today. We're on YouTubes, we're on the Facebook, and we're on Twitch. And uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to jump in and ask us a question, it's at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And we were talking earlier that since you're on multiple pl- uh, multiple platforms, not everybody can see everything. So we do have a chat here. I'm at the bed rest recovering from an internal parasitic infection due to the jungle and the war. Wow. Wow. That's uh you know what you win. You win. We had scratchy throats. We did not have any parasites. So you win. Uh but uh Jim, I'm dying to hear your take on podcast movement cuz it for me it was a little bit like a wedding where you're kind of outnumbered 300 to one and you try to see as many people as you can, but you kind of get home and go, what is it over already? So what were your thoughts on podcast? Yeah, I, I spent not as much time as I was hoping with you. I was right. actually two years ago. I spent more time with you than I did uh, this time. I was hoping you you were a busy man. And, uh, and that's good. That's your role. That's your job. I didn't want to monopolize the whole time, but I do enjoy spending time with you. I did. I think. Um, from a from an overall standpoint, best conference I've been to in a long time. And I do a lot of conferences, but the facility was great. The people were great. The content was great. The expo hall was great. The vendors were awesome. The, you know, they had, you had almost every hardware microphone manufacturer there, which was great. Right? Yeah, that was, uh, the only one, of course, is the one you're using, which is Audio-Technica. Yeah. It's like, well, right, which is kind of weird, but yeah, okay, I get it. Um, the, but the vendors were great. The information was, was really good. I think they did it really well. You and I talked, I think the one drawback is all the parties were super loud Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's tough because you don't want a boring party. Like if you come in and you were playing like slow or smooth jazz, like that brings the party down and you you know, people are like, Oh, well, so you got to play some music and then always gets just a little too loud. Well, I always, um, I was walking around. I was thinking about this because I was listening back to my show where I was like, the music was too loud. I'm like, Hey, you know what? Look, I'm not that old. But I am in my 50s. I'm like, am I just playing my role? Am I the guy now that goes, the music's too yeah. loud? I'm like, a curmudgeon. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah. is, no. No, no, I'm not no, a curmudgeon. No. no, no, no. No, it was loud. It was very, very loud. In fact, we kept, you said this on School of Podcasting. I think if folks want to get your take on this, you did a, yeah. a nice job of summarizing it on your show. Um, but we kept gravitating towards the outside, yeah. getting farther and farther and farther away. So, I mean, that's possible. It would be awesome if they'd have a loud room and then maybe a room that was not so loud. At Podcast Movement, I think it was Fort Worth. 
they took us to this big country bar and there was a live band room and then other rooms. And I remember me and Paul Culligan and I think Gary Leland, we were back in this room way away. And if you wanted to go dance and stuff, and it was weird because you would go in there and there's nobody in there. Yeah. You know, I don't know that a lot of yeah. people, and even last year at Philly, they had a really great dance party, but because it was in a huge, huge venue and you could get away from the music and come over here and talk to people. So, um, yeah, well, and I, no, no complaints. I mean, that's yeah. not really a complaint. Nah. You know, I met some great people at the parties. We had some great conversation. Your voice gets a little scratchy by the end of the week. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was, it was pretty great. Yeah. And they say, no matter how much, uh, the chat room says you complain about the noise, they will always play it higher. Studies show that loud music makes the audience order and drink more alcohol. Yeah. Well, well, what it does is it makes people dance in theory and yeah. dancing and people exciting, are thirsty too. people. I'm, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's the place to be, you know, the oomps, oomps, oh, yeah. oomps, right. You know? And so, uh, I don't, Okay. One complaint, and it's always that way. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, those guys, fantastic, oh, fantastic. Like, it was amazing when it when we were done on Friday. I was just like, oh, it's over. Like I didn't want to leave. Yeah. Is the Expo Hall? You know, one of the things I noticed this year in years past, Expo Hall starts tearing down Friday morning or the last day, whatever mm-hmm. the last day is, early. This time, vendors didn't, like, I think there was enough engagement that everybody kind of stayed set up till the very end. I yeah. think noon was when it was supposed to be done. There was a quick turnaround. There must have been another conference coming in because they kicked, they booted everybody out of the, you know, the, they had uh, one last, one final session with uh, Guy Raz, I think I was in, which was mm-hmm. super, super interesting. Now, who guy is Raz, that guy? He, well, he's did uh, How I Built This, and mm. he's an NPR guy. He's a news guy. Really well spoken guy is guy is a really good podcaster. I mean, he's just really good at what he does. Interesting storyteller as well as great interviewer. So, just nice. a super good guy, and he's actually kind of humble, which is which is kind of cool. So, anyways, we were finishing it up and all talking in there, and they literally came in and made an announcement. Said, "Guys, we got to turn this pretty quick. We need you to get out." Yeah. and so <laughs> no offense, but get out now. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael in the chat room says uh, some songs are just not played loud enough. Hence, school's out forever. So that's true. There's always your jam that you want to hear, um, you know. But to me, I thought it was funny when they had the live band. And it was just, again, and I always feel bad for the musician because I'm like, you do know nobody's paying it. Nobody is here to see you. And then they went off and off and on came, you know, and in came the DJ. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, so that was uh, that was, well, one, that, you know, it was still. um you know, in the relationships, my favorite part of the whole thing is the people, right? Yeah. I'm spending time with you. You and I got to spend some time together. And then oh, who yeah. shows up? Yeah. Leo Laporte, right? How fun. freaking great was that? I've never wanted to be that guy at, at a conference who goes around and hunts down famous people to get selfies and right. pictures. And I've seen Leo at these conferences before, and he's always got a crowd around him. And so I kind of was, uh, so I'm sitting with Addy. Who, mm-hmm. by the way, if you don't know no. Addie, you've never met her in person. She's the greatest person ever. And like, and Addie another is- great example of what you hear on her podcast is what you get. Like, Addie yeah. is yeah. so Addie. It's like, she's awesome. So, Addie's, I'm talking, she's sitting next to me, and we're talking, and Leo sits down, and I turn over, and I'm like, hey, you know that's Leo Laporte, right? And she didn't, I mean, she doesn't know him as well as I do. Right. And, or listen to him as much. And I was like, she's like you should say something i'm like "Ah, i don't want to be that guy she's like no 
you need to say something. <laughs> so I introduce myself and Dave does and, and uh, Lisa, his wife sits down and we have this really great conversation that was just kind of a career moment for me. He, he kind of got me started in podcasting, at least from a idea standpoint. And it was really Dave McCabe that kind of kicked off my podcasting career, but to have Leo there was pretty great. Dave, the highlight though, for me, was Henry came. And so Henry's his son. And I've listened to Dave or I've listened to Leo talk about getting his son through college. And I've kind of done that with my daughter. And so it's been like listening to someone going through the same stage of life. Henry stayed for about 25 minutes and talked to me about what he's doing at Twit. And that was super interesting because his his dad, Leo, has him doing all these things like YouTube and Twitch and right, right. Henry's trying all those new things out like we're doing right now. So it was pretty great just to have that um, conversation. That same party or maybe a party before, uh, we also met a couple listeners. So Hal, Hal, thanks yeah. for he gave me his card. Hal came, in, came by and saw me. And then we hung out. He's in the chat room. We hung out with Ross Brand. So yeah. uh, get my, my finger off there. Ross, uh, king of live streaming, was out there as well. So the people were great as well, Dave. Yeah, it's uh, it was cool hanging out with you. It was. It went by super quick. And I got to hang out with David Hooper one night. I didn't realize we have a tradition, but apparently we do now. We go to Chipotle. And the only the only slight problem with that is when you get three podcasters at Chipotle, nobody's eating because we're all talking. And I, I looked up and I said, guys, we're missing the party at uh, the last one. I think not the Stitcher party, the, the very, very last one, which, again, was hilarious. You go into the bar, they have a big, loud bar, and there's like two girls that are drunk dancing. And everybody else is on the back patio trying to get as far away from the music. And that actually wasn't bad because, A, it wasn't as hot. The night before, I just spent wiping my nose, cleaning my glasses, and putting them on my face to then take my glasses off, wipe them down, wipe my... It was just insane. It was, mu- it was muggy. Yeah, but that was cool. And then people were going to go karaoke, and that's when I went, no, I think I'm... Because at that point, again, I was I sounded like this at that point. Yeah. And I was like, I, I think I'm done. So, but it was a, it was a great time. It just... Um, the fun thing was one of the things from uh, that we've talked about on this show, and Jim, you had to be happy to hear this because you've been saying this for a long time, and that is that we're content creators. We should really probably the whole RSS thing. We get it. We know it. We're geeks. But Tom Webster kind of had this great presentation, which the great thing about Leo, I got to hear Tom Webster's presentation from Leo because Leo had taken pictures of almost that every was screen. hilarious. You we mentioned that, and Leo breaks out his phone, yeah, and he's like, oh. I took a I took a picture of every slide. And so there's this moment where Leo Laporte is telling Dave Jackson about the 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 Tom the Edison research. Yeah, it was so great. I was like, is this really happening? And, and in a nutshell, what it was is Tom was talking about this guy that's literally having cruises with his audience. I mean, everything you can think of, you know, Instagram, everything's off the chart. And then Tom goes, well, let's go listen to it was something about nursing, something nursing podcast. And um then uh all, all of a sudden, they went, oh, well, wait a minute. He doesn't have a podcast. He's a YouTuber. And the thing was, is that the audience, like we all, all us producers go, well, YouTube's not really a podcast. The audience doesn't care. They don't. And I, I was like, ooh, that's going to be kind of. And what was fun about that is, of course, Rob Walsh um, says, if it's not an RSS feed and if you're not in Apple Podcasts, you're not a podcast. And so it was him and James Criddle and a couple other people, and they they got into that conversation, and I walked away to get a water. Now, anytime, for me at least, if I go to get a water, it's a good 20 minutes because I'm going to hit about five people I knew on the way, 
and then plus you have to wait for the water and that whole so i come and they're still talking about it <laughs> it's like so well that, it's that i fun. get way more credibility when i say i'm a youtuber now than when i say yeah. i'm a podcaster they're like oh, uh, uh. okay that kind of you know there's there's with students when i'm talking with college students and i yeah. say podcaster glaze they just don't they doesn't resonate when i say i'm a youtuber they smile mm. every time every time i make that engagement so i don't this this debate we we need to end these debates yeah. this is the dumbest thing in the world yeah. it's if it's it's not a podcast unless that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard because it doesn't matter what's the engagement and how are people how what are people doing with what you're creating so dave we're doing this live on youtube we're also streaming over to twitch we're also making our way onto facebook yeah none of those are podcasts by right. definition yet this show is called ask the podcast coach right <laughs> yeah that is true it should be ask the show coach no, or no, something no. <laughs> no no see and this is the thing i think podcast the word podcast is fine right we, we were in a session that we, when we were talking about this i actually set up a live poll for my audience and said hey we call these things webcasts oh by the way leo this week yeah you know how he was using netcasts yeah everything's changed on the twit network to podcasts this uh, week well, and because of podcast movement. That's why, because yeah. this is now a pie. And, and so I use the analogy, even though it dates me, um, my mom's favorite movie was gone with the wind. You know, it's an old movie from God knows when, yeah. probably the sixties or so, uh, Scarlet and Rhett Butler and the whole nine yards. And I got, she, she dragged me to a movie cause it came to an actual, like we have a theater in downtown Akron. That's like old school, 3000 seat theater used to have a, still has a pipe organ that comes out of the floor. I mean, it's old school theater, but seeing it on a giant, she goes, you have to see this movie on a giant screen. So she dragged me into that. But over the years, that movie has been probably on, on uh laser disc. It's been probably on, I know it's been on VHS. It's been on DVD and I'm pretty sure you could probably get it on Blu-ray, but yet it's a quote movie. You know, or if we wanted to, we could say it's a film. But yeah, it is on. It started on film, but it's it's the content that's on. So podcasting is yeah. just a delivery method. It is. And yeah. I think we still need to say it because there are people who are looking for podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Leo said on a show on the most recent Windows Weekly that he made the change because he finally is convinced that the SEO for the word podcast, he's been missing that the whole time. Ah. And was like, so people are typing in, they're searching for, I want to, I want to ask the podcast coach podcast. They're still searching that way. So I, we still need to use that term, but guys, we've got to drop this, this holy war about <laughs> RSS feed. And so we just, we have, like, we sound dumb when we're talking about it this way. Like the rest of the world goes like, what are you talking about? about? Like, yeah. Who cares? And, you know, we're, we're getting super nerdy on the RSS deal. So I I love, I just kind of love to let that go. I don't want to say stop saying podcast. We should we should continue to do that. But it's delivery mechanism. It's it's irrelevant. There's so many different ways to do it today. Yeah. So you mentioned, what was the guy's name again? The session you saw? Uh, the Edison, well, oh, which one? Raj something? No. Oh, Guy Raz. Yeah. Guy Raz. So yeah. that was one. Did you attend any other sessions? Yeah, uh, yours, which was fantastic. I'm totally <laughs> stealing your idea, even though there's a fire drill in the middle. Actually, that's not a bad, that wasn't a bad break either. <laughs> kind of added to it. I, the look on your face was priceless. So the the it, the, the alarm, the fire alarm right. goes off and I'm, I'm just watching you. Okay, how's Dave going to, how is the Dave Jackson going to respond to a fire alarm? And you didn't even acknowledge it. Like you just kept going like this thing is not even real and I'm going to keep going. And so eventually some ladies like, Hey, we have to, we have to evacuate like that. So people start standing up and I just, this look on your face of, oh, 
really? Yeah. <laughs> so you did a nice job recovering from that. But the method you use to where you had people fill out, check things, you know, if they things they were anxious about, about starting a podcast. Right. And they would check yeah. it. And then we yep, I'm, then I'm, I'm going to steal the screen here a second, Jim. Yeah. Um, if I turn that off. Yeah. So here's a list of all the things I'm afraid I'll sound dumb. I was bullied in high school. I don't know anything about technology. And the idea was you check the ones that applied to you and then you handed it, you know, you basically handed it in, we shuffled them up and then whatever page you had, if it was checked when I read that you stand up and what it, what that does is it shows you that you're not the only one that hates the sound of your voice. You're not the only person that doesn't understand the technology and other people are doing it. And I ended it. One of the last things I showed was Chris Nessie's son, who I think is seven started a show because he loves vacuum cleaners. Mm -hmm. The kid just loved whatever. My brother loved fly swatters when he was like four, he would walk around all the time where, so they had to make sure not to use like my brother, Doug's fly swatter because you know, we don't. The first thing that kid's going to do is stick in his mouth, probably. So we're like, we don't want him licking flies. You know. Um, well, it was it was a great technique because you had other people stand for other people, and nobody knew. And so there was this. It was just really, really well done. Uh, I'll be stealing that 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 uh, format for other things, strengths related going forward. Um, so that was uh, that was a Davey did a nice job. Good yeah, for and those for those of you who attended. Kim wants to know, he said, clicking it and it's not showing up. Nope, that's not it. This one. Uh, how are you going to pee in people's Cheerios? That was um, the one that was, boy, how do I word this? We had a session. It was me, Mike Dell, Shannon from Podbean and Mackenzie from Blueberry. And I was great, by the way. I met her for the first time. Yeah. Mackenzie's great. And so both Mike and I were like, we don't want this to be a big giant because it was like, help us help you. Like a behind the scenes look at working at Libsyn and Podbean and stuff. And so without throwing people under the bus, um, our moderator had the second question was, what's your biggest pet peeve? And I'm like, I'm not sure if you heard the part where I said, we don't want this to be a giant bitch fest. So now the only so in my opinion, that's one that I hope like they they didn't like, oh, my gosh, we lost the film of that. Sorry, we lost your presentation because I'm like, it was not really we we pulled it out, but it was not. But the good news is, I think seven people showed up to that. It was it was not well attended. Well, probably not because, you know. You're you're talking to an you're you're trying to get an audience that your audience is there right and you're now you're saying hey come we want to teach you how to interact with us yeah and that's probably not the best forum for that yeah. not when people listen there were so many monetization oh, yeah yeah um, sessions like I, I one at one point I looked and it was all morning all sessions all monetization and I was just like. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I don't monetize on my own podcast. I'm I I we sell a product on our other one, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. And so I spent the morning in the uh, in the expo hall hanging out with folks. Um, yeah. Had some great had some great uh, conversations in uh, there. But. So I'm dying to ask the the chat room here, as well as Jim, your thoughts. There is a company called Launchpad DM, which is basically Podcast One Light, and yeah. it's a free media host. They say we're going to run ads at the beginning of your show. And Jim, I think you said you went over and looked at their. Yeah. Was it them that let two, you two weeks ago? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I talked to him a bunch there. But did well. you see where I think it was you? Maybe it was a different somebody else. Maybe it was no. Oxbus. But no, I think where, it was where you said you could see where you get to put the mid roll. 
Yeah, so they they will not let you submit it unless you've picked your mid-roll spot. And you can put it anywhere in the audio that you want. And the tool that they use, I talked to their CTO there about it just to say, hey, this is really cool. They present an audio player that you can drill into, and it's got the wave the right. waveform in there as well where you can see stuff. And you can easily go through, play, select, choose, put that mid-roll in and do it that way if that's what you want. Um, it It's a great tool. Works well. I'm sure others have it, but that was what for yeah. those guys. They got it right. They also said to me, I talked to their CEO, and he also said to me that he learned a lot from Anchor. <laughs> ah. that was, those are exact his exact words. Yeah. He goes, we wrote our terms and service based on all the Anchor feedback. <laughs> we nice. Well, and what it is, is they kind of pitch it as it's a free media host and it's kind of the minor leagues of podcast one. And if you get enough downloads, we might bring you up to the main platform. But the fun thing was, was how they got people to their booth, which Jason brings out. Uh, they had, and we're not making this up, beer, free beer and puppies. Yeah, beer was good, too. Okay, and good. Jason yeah. wanted to know, was the beer good? And it was good. It was. And the first day was hilarious because I got there right as we're setting it up. And this kind of dog person would come in with a couple of travel kind of you know the little cages things and she would release the hounds and what was interesting is they had this white picket fence this big square pen and somebody didn't realize that if you leave like three inches between the fence slats while a person can't get through that a puppy can because a puppy's about 90 percent fluff and they would just and so they put them in and instantly it was like chaos as they're trying to herd puppies and they had to figure out how to put some paper in there to keep them in there. But I guess my thought was to the chat room, when you see somebody doing something so obvious, like, hey, we've got puppies and beer, does that is that a good reflection? Like, do you think, okay, that company must be really good because they're creative? See, I'm, I'm doing the thing I hate. I'm giving you guys answers. I'm just going to shut up. What is your main thought when you see free puppies and beer at a booth? I, I thought the puppies, while they're responding in the yeah. chat room, I thought the puppies were a little over the top. I, Pretty great. Uh, I love Rob. Um, uh, Rob's response to this, mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, we're gonna go get kittens." Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I thought uh, that was pretty great. Um, uh, it, I went over there, I, Dave. It's surprising how people like took to those puppies. I mean, people were picking them up and just cuddling them, and it was pretty great. Yeah. I walked over both days, had beer for lunch, which was pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> What'd you have for lunch? Beer beer yeah it was it, hey it's bread so yeah, that's uh right you know, uh, um it, it was pretty delicious yeah so yeah i don't know um i i thought it was pretty creative one yeah. of the things um uh addy's company addy and uh, company, simple cast simple cast they um they on day two they had a photographer come in and you could get headshots right there like professionally oh, interesting shots that was really done done very very well and so they were busy all day as people were, were getting headshots. And that's good. So move. it's those kinds of things in the booth that are helpful. Those kind of draw me in a little bit. All the mic guys had, you know, you could try them out. I went over to Electro Voice and tried an RE20, which yeah, I really want to buy yeah, one I, of those I, now. <laughs> I, I played with the Shure SM7B and was like, ooh, ooh, I do I like, know. yeah. I know. So um, I know. The, uh, the chat room is saying kitten over puppies every time. We do. We're going to take a break from podcast movement just for a minute, and then we'll go back to puppies and beer. Mm Because when in doubt, always go back to puppies and beer. Um, Dave and Jim, any advice to podcasters that won't monetize anything and use his podcast only to build his brand and reputation? Yes. A, don't worry about 
downloads, worry about uh, interaction with your, your audience. Um, and there's so much you don't have to worry about now. That's a beautiful thing. Um, but I would say definitely work in solo shows. If you're doing interview shows, interview shows will go your network. Solo shows will build your influence. And if you're trying to build your brand, you got to get you into that. Uh, so Jim, any other thoughts you might have for, yeah, I think people listen to podcasts for people, not for content. Now that's, I know that sounds really weird. I mean, Mm -hmm. if your content sucks, they're not going to listen, but you can have the greatest content in, if nobody knows who you are, uh, it's not going to get listened to. I mentioned Guy Ross. He is a guy who has a reputation as a person. And so just because you're putting together the greatest information ever and putting it out there, if people don't know who you are, the chances of them listening to it go down drastically. And so it's not just about creating content. You still have to do that. That's like a minimum. That's like an expectation. It has to be good content. But you also have to be a person people want to follow for whatever reason. And it doesn't always have to be positive. I mean, look at the controversy at times that... Uh, like Howard Stern has created in his, in his, all, listen, all the radio guys do this. Uh, Limbaugh, Ingle, um, Savage, all those guys, their personalities that right. people are drawn to. And I just be interesting, be an interesting personality as well. Be places. Um, I was surprised at Podcast Movement. Um, you know, we invited people to come up and say hi to us, like, hey, come find us. And, they they found us. Yeah. <laughs> like there were people coming up and saying I was in I was in a session and uh somebody was they, there was two people in front of me talking and you know how you're in a session and you just feel free to just jump in the conversation because mm-hmm. yeah. right? you're right. right in front of you and I said something and the guy goes, "Oh my god, Saturday mornings ask the podcast coach." <laughs> he, he listens to us, doesn't watch us, so he didn't right. recognize me right away, but he but he heard the voice. voice. So, I think you have to be like you have to be a personality that people want to follow, whatever yeah. that is, positive or negative. And then the chat room is saying it's like using the podcast as a peripheral and complimentary perspective. So, yeah, it's it, and I'm with you. Be yourself. And that's where I think when I was doing my session, we kind of talked about that, that one of the ways you can inject yourself into your podcast, even if you're talking about the news, is to like throw in your opinion and immediately that gets a little weird because somebody might agree with your opinion and somebody might not. But there are those people, there are shows I listen to because I disagree with everything the person says because I want to make sure I'm still disagreeing with everything they say. And I'll turn it on like, how can they, what? You've got to be kidding me. So um, Michael has a great idea for next year, drunk puppies. Oh, that would be not good. Not a good. Yeah, thing, it was. No. I was laughing because it's hard uh, enough to clean up after just yeah, regular puppies. Yeah, there was one that did not like the cage ride in and they put him in and they had all sorts of different breeds. They had a Shih Tzu the one day and my heart was like, oh, there's my dog. Um, and but this one little dog was running around. He's all being all frantic. And then all of a sudden he just went over and like just yacked. And what was great is then you have a pen full of puppies who love to eat vomit. And the, the puppy trainer's like, no, no, no. And it's like, somebody grab this, like, clean this up while I keep the puppies away. So, and then the last day they had huskies who are super like puppies. Like they were just jumping and, you know, wanting to bite your hand. And they were super a lot of fun. I went over every day. I was like, I'm going to go play with the puppies for a second. So it, it was pretty great. Yeah. It, that, that part was pretty great. I think just being around that many podcasters who have such passion, um, this was the first conference I've been to in a long time, actually diverse. So oh, yeah. like, both ladies and men in color. And yeah. so I was super proud of podcast movement of like, okay, 
we are finally getting to an uh, to an area. And I didn't do a survey, so I probably should have, but I didn't know, do a survey. So I don't know exactly what the numbers are. Wow. Really diverse. And, and so good for you, podcast movement. Well, the thing that was funny with that is I would see a female coming to the Libsyn booth. And the minute I would go to talk to them, they would like make a beeline right to Elsie because they're like, she podcasts. And I say, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she's bringing a lot. Um, Kyle weighing in on the puppy hing. Vendors plus puppies plus puppy poo. Um, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Buzzed yeah. podcasters equal sales. Yeah. So uh, they did. They did have a thing. I think what everybody because there was the like the dog trainer person was sitting in the pen. And I think that whole thing was a giant pee pad. I didn't know by day three it was getting a yeah. little little ripe over there. A little little stinky. It was it was just a little stinky in general, but yeah. people kinda people kinda overlooked it to uh for, for it. I Dave, I got a chance to check out your uh vendor, the vendor who did who does the oh, pads. Uh, autumn autumn moot. Yeah. 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 In fact I made them stick one of their um oh, nice. had, you know, one of these things on the back. So I could remember who they were. We're going to, when we start building our studio at Gallup, I'm going to contact them for sure. But um, very cool to go in the booth and just see what they could do from a soundproofing. I didn't realize they had a booth there where you could yeah, do they were, they were in the back in the corner. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, they did. They had some materials. Yeah. You know, you, you walk by, right? They had the school podcasting. Yeah. yeah that was very cool. Yeah. That uh, they had a, um, they'd taken my logo and put it on this big, thing and i was like well that's kind of cool so well the cool part is it can cut that into just about anything and the art you talked about the art a couple weeks ago but what i didn't realize is you can make it look like wood or stone and have a really attractive background yeah. that doesn't look like soundproofing yeah i'm i'm dying to see they're doing todd cochran's uh they are his yeah. uh studio studio his new one so that'll be fun to uh to see and i could see where half of it was green screen and i I just told him i asked him on the way home because they were on the same plane ride i was going home and i just stopped by and i said so how was the show and they're like oh man amazing i go lots of ideas they're like oh that's what they're walking away with the most they said was they and i told him i said you're gonna have a better understanding of who this audience is because they do a lot of things with like corporate buildings and um, you know uh, conference rooms and things like that, and so it was. Uh, they were like, well, "Yeah, the pricing is pretty reasonable, right?" Yeah, I mean, I, I picked up their I picked up their flyer. It's almost like I staged all this stuff. So yeah. I picked up their flyer, <laughs> and you know they have a standard package. It's just seven hundred and fifty bucks to get. You know that gets you eight two by three wall panels yeah. if you're if you're struggling with that. So. Um, you know, I think they're I think they're understanding the audience a little bit. You can't charge typically these kinds of engagements. You'd have to have an engineer come in and measure the room and check some things out. And you know, you're probably talking two, three, four, five thousand dollars to get that done. They're able to do some things for under a thousand, which for a lot of podcasters, they need some help with their sound. So yeah, you know, worth worth checking out. It was good to see that kind of peripheral uh, there. And I hope they do well. I hope they come back. Yeah. the um, We are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And if you want to join in and share your experience of podcast movement or any other question, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And to Tanya, who just personally messaged me on Facebook, yes, this is us live. So I, that's if you heard that ding in the background, uh, that was me. But, oh, that was your message? Yeah. So, um, was there some question we were not live? I, I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I guess that's the case. But we're I, real. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of, of boomy rooms, I did see this on a Facebook group from somebody whose name, oh no, Jew, 
J-U-M Will says, I've been told that the audio quality for my podcast isn't where it should be. The mics I use work fine, but the room and I have the room I have in my home is designated that that I've designated. I see for podcast echoes a lot. What can I do to help echo proof my room? So things like curtains, um, carpet. Um, I've know some people that have put a ladder behind them and just thrown a sleeping bag over it. And they've said they've helped reduce uh, some of the echoes and the booms and things of that nature. Um, I think people are using um, mics that aren't suited for those rooms too. When they get in these big, when they get in these big, you know, it's a trend. It's a design trend to have really flat, hard, glassy tile rock spaces right now. And none of that stuff, and you know, then they get in big rooms, big vaulted spaces, and none of that stuff is great to podcast in. I, I don't know anybody who would want to sit on their. Well, it's, I know it'd be comfortable, but sit on the couch in their living room and podcast. Get. We just had Cody Wheat. Remember Cody? Yeah. Um, Dave from Shots of History. Yeah. So he came on Home Gadget Geeks on Thursday. He he's just retro to closet, and I've never. We've joked about that. I've never didn't know if people actually did that where they got in their closet. He and he's brought guests into the closet to do interviews. Like you can hear on his show, they're like, he's like, welcome to the closet. And the, you yeah. know, they, they joke about it for a few minutes, but it sounded really good. Well, I've surprised uh, Michael says here, put foam around the mic. Um, that might help. I was surprised I did something in a hotel once and just made this little box of pillows and put the mic in the middle of that. And that deaded things up. Um, so somebody here is trying to poke the bear saying audio is not important. <laughs> no, it's just a joke. That's yeah, joke. It's just a joke. Yeah, don't, so don't go it, down It's that a path. joke. Yeah. So, uh, but um, here we go. Uh, Jim, what you said from the chat room about what you said about is not always about content, but also about personality has removed a ton of my shoulders, a ton off my shoulders. Uh, yeah, it is. It's about, and here's the, here's the hardest part is I was talking to a client yesterday. She's a pharmacist and she's starting a show for pharmacist. And she was kind of like, we're talking about, is she going to be the brand or what the deal was? And, uh, and I said, well, just, you have to realize, cause she was trying to figure out how niche down she was going to go. And I said, well, you just have to realize not everybody's going to like your show. And I go, and you have to be okay with that. And I go, and it's hard. Cause I, I said, I like to be liked by everybody, but I know there's some people it's weird when you hear somebody go, Oh man, I listen to a lot of podcasts about podcasting. They talk about, um, you know, uh, better podcasting with SP. And then they talk about the podcasters round table and then, it, and, it, and, it, and then I'm like, oh, no love for the school of podcasting. No, ask the podcast coach. You're like, Oh, they don't. All right. Either they don't know me okay. or, or they don't like me, but that's okay. We're uh, an acquired taste. Yeah. That's, I was just, that's what I was. Right, we're just an acquired taste. Yeah. So, but, but closets are great. Closets are a great place to. They can uh, be. They can be just a little more closed in. You know, you want to get some soft surfaces around you. Um, Is now, I mean, as I think about my podcast stuff, I'm always thinking about it. We're, you know, we're considering moving. And I just have one requirement I just need a room that um, I can kind of dedicate to. And, you know, one of the interesting things is I was talking to the guys um, there. They, They were talking about door sweeps and actually insulating the door to make sure and putting a solid core door in to the studio to make sure you're getting the the best possible. I think about the doors I have upstairs in this house and they're the cheap, you know, there's not, they're basically paper. I mean, it's like a Japanese house. There's nothing (laughs) there. And um, so those are the kind of, I think some of the considerations as we think like in a door sweep to make sure you're, again, you're closing off that, that, that area where sound can come in. 
if you're going to do this for a while, I think it's worth a little bit of money to yeah. to make a room that way. Jason was questioning. He's like, it sounds like this is the first time he he's heard Todd Cochran is creating a new studio. If you follow Todd anywhere, you've heard about it. So if you listen to New Media Show, he's talked a little bit about it. But he has, and he showed me the plans. It was cool. By the way, surprise of the conference was spending time with Ty Cochran, which was super great uh, in person. Todd is awesome. I told you. Like, I, I just had the best time with Todd. And I was like, I'm, you know, I've been a little skeptical. He's kind of, he's not, he's sharp at times, right? He's just sharp and direct. Yeah. He, but he, in person, he was great. Oh, but if, if you get him in the right yeah. uh, mindset, he doesn't pull any punches. It's, it's, no. you know, no. Yeah. He's hilarious. Well, he was the one who got the, he kind of put the uh, Pandora oh, person yeah. on the spot yeah. uh, to say, hey, you're going to share some of that revenue with podcasters? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You know, it was, um, so he's, he was kind of sharp. But yeah, Todd is building a new studio. If you follow Todd at all, he's got plans. He's, I think he's put them online. He's published them, some of those kinds of things. And he's, um, if you kind of want to follow along with what he's doing, he's being very transparent about his studio design. Yeah, Geek News Central is his kind of flagship show, and then he also does the new media show with uh, Rob uh, Greenley. Yeah, you know, so um, it's my which rug. was great. Listen, Rob Greenley is the nicest. <laughs> He's so great, and yet very serious. If you ever get him serious about podcasting, oh yeah, very serious about the business of podcasting. So it is. Um, I've come back over the last. I don't know, six months, I've kind of come back to the new media show. I stopped listening to it for a while and have been kind of coming back to it. It's it's now become one of the important ones for me to listen to. To And it, you have to listen to the nuances of what those two guys are saying. They're both deep in this podcasting, in the business of podcasting. What I like about the new media show, and I started listening to uh, Pod Vader mm, and this other audio editor, Joel something. Um, and the show is called Always Listening. And it used to be Joel doing podcast reviews, and somehow they switched formats because your podcast is a recipe, not a statue. And what I love about it is they talk, it's kind of like this show. We talk about what's going on in the news or whatever in podcasting, but I love it because half the time they are talking about articles that I wanted to read, but never got around to reading. And so I just like it because it's like they were talking about, um, I think it was Conan was on the cover of Vanity Fair. And they were saying that Conan's leading the charge of podcasting, which was hilarious because his next guest on the show after he came out on the cover was Mark Marin, who had a is like, what's what's with this? I've been doing this for 10 years now and you're the the big thing. So, um, you know, um, yeah. Kim says her best memory from podcast movement sitting there, Todd and uh, Greenlee being snarky. Yeah. My favorite is Todd snarky. Todd's always fun. So, well, I was. First day we got there Tuesday having lunch with Ross, Ross Brand. And I, hung, I spent a ton of time with Ross. And it was just, we, that guy's super smart. So we, it was just fun to spend time with him. But Jim Harrell came by. So oh, yeah. Ross and Jim Harrell sat down. And then Rob Greenlee popped by. And Rob talked to us for like a half an hour. We kept saying, Rob, just sit down. Yeah. <laughs> like just, he's like, no, I got to go to, a, yeah, I got to go to a meeting. Yeah. And he'd stay and talk. And so just to have, the the access to personally be able to spend time with these guys, these giants, right? Of who who take this very very seriously yeah. uh, is very very cool. A uh, chance to meet um, you know some of the some of the folks in the background, both at uh, at Blueberry uh, and at Lipson. Super yeah. fun too. You just don't you know you don't normally. You mentioned McKenzie a little bit yeah. earlier, but that's. I, the, the thing it's like in, in the case of Rob Greenley, he is a giant. He's like six 
four, I think, he's, or something. No, I think he's like six eight. Yeah. He's tall. He's very tall. He is uh, tall. But I did like I didn't get to hang with Ross at all. I did. I got to like say hi to Addy. I got to say hi to Mike. Why can't I ever Mike Murphy? Mike Murphy. Mike um, Murphy. Uh, but there are a ton of people that I'm like I saw, but like you know, I I got to hang a little bit with. Uh, Oh my god! What I'm doing horrible with names. No, nope. Coates? Doctor, I I got to see him, and oh, he he, invite, he yeah, Doctor Ryan Gray. I got to hang with him a little bit, and Jordan Harbinger was cool. Well, I ended up one night I went golfing. Have you ever heard of Top Golf? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'd never heard of it. So a bunch of the Did Rebel, you go with Lipson? No, it was Rebel Base Media. Oh and, nice. And then Chris Kermitsos, who was supposed to stay in my hotel uh, as a uh, you know a roommate one night, ended up staying for the. whole little conference um he's like yeah they're they're gonna go play uh golf and ride go-karts and i'm like oh i'm in for that because mainly because it wasn't another loud party no wonder i didn't see you at the parties yeah so the last night and it was it was just a last minute thing and but it was like uh colin gray jordan harbinger jessica coverman uh natalie and harry from podcast junkies um the guys from rebel base media who's he's really cool mark is going to give me a demo of Captivate because I'm like didn't nice. you didn't you get to see a demo was it you Mm-mm. Captivate.fm okay no, not, not me because no. they're getting ready they're they're in a soft launch right now and it's a podcast slash marketing hosting company so I'll be interested to see uh, what the difference was but uh, yeah the la- and I it, I didn't think it was going to be that long but we ended up playing Top Golf forever and I uh, proved to the world once again that I golf like somebody who hasn't golfed in about probably ten years so it was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, found, I got a chance. I got a chance to meet Harry. You mentioned yeah. him yeah. Uh, again, and actually, I don't think I've ever met him in person. Been on a show, but yeah, it was fun just spending time. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of talking with yeah. him, so to speak. Yeah, face to face in the party. So he's just such a great guy too. Yeah, and uh, somehow I, somehow I walked away without a uh, without podcast a junkie shirt. Junkies shirt. Mm. I don't know if he had them. I didn't see any. He did. He did have Uh, some. I mentioned to him. I said, Dave and I have a bet on, are you going to do it again or not? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll get you one. And Uh, I never. We'll have to to talk about the music thing, too. But you know who else is really cool and I would love to hang out with? Our awesome subscribers. Our, Our awesome subscribers. Yeah. So we're talking about awesome people like um, Greg from DebtShepherd.com. Uh, Glenn the Geek. I did get to spend a good minute and a half with Glenn the Geek, and he said, we'll have to talk later, and then it never happened, but he's over at horseradionetwork.com. Uh, that's the other thing is we could talk about maybe in post-show, depending on how much time we have, the International Podcast Association. We haven't talked about that yet. That was launched at Podcast Movement, but uh, Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com, Max Trescott at aviationnewstalk.com, Shane at spybrary.com. Shane is a guy I want to meet someday. Um, at some event, I want to meet Shane. I, of course, I want to meet all these people. I've met Max Truscott in the past, but uh, Kerry Bond at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. Uh, Ronsley down in uh, Australia at Amplify Media Group. Find him at mustamplify.com. Carl White at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. Kim Cradgy, who's in the chat room today, find her at toastmasters101.net. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. You get access to the bonus content that we don't put out on the podcast, as well as we now have enough um, patrons that we do a live Q&A once a month. So if you want to. Which was super fun, by the way. Last time I I got a chance to join, I had the time. And so I got a chance to join. It was it was a blast. But here's the funny thing. Doug from Podcast Music walks over 
to the Lipson booth and he goes, a dud, a dud. And I was like, okay, somebody's been listening to our show. And I go, can I play ACDC yet? He goes, goes, you guys in your ACDC. And I'm like, I'm just saying. So it's not, I will say this, it's a step in the right direction. It's sound exchange is getting involved. And it sounds like next year you might be able to play a portion of a song if they've re-recorded, there was a lot of like, if this happens and that happens. So it was, yeah. to, yeah. to my point from two weeks ago when we were talking about this, they're not going to allow full tracks. Yeah. So those aren't going to be available. Doesn't sound like anyways, for most, for most of the pop stuff that we want. And it's going to be some segment of a 30, 60, 90 seconds, something in there or bits that they're going to sell. And um, I think one of the more alarming things about all of this that came up through the conversations, because I was sitting in that session as well, mm. is that I, that I think the discovery bots are on their way. Oh, so I'm glad you right. said that. J- yeah. James Cridlin uh, said on Facebook, using commercial music, the bots are coming. Spotify chucked a podcast. I love that verb. Chucked. Spotify chucked a podcast off their platform for using commercial music without approval yesterday. I've seen the email from Spotify. The entire podcast is now removed entirely. Uh, This is interesting because it could be that this was spotted by an automatic scan by Spotify, given the podcast remains on other platforms. But of note, the podcaster was given no warning, no possibility to appeal, and has clearly lost all his listeners on Spotify as a result. The podcaster claimed to me that he had permission to use the songs from the record companies, but on digging a little, he had no such thing. Well, there you go. There's the problem. You can't play music without permission from, again, the songwriter, the song performer, and the, the record label. So. Well, there, there is a problem. There does need to be an appeal process. Yeah. E- even on YouTube, there's been false positives. Of <coughs> people have done stuff, and it, it's they it was they were okay and youtube still kicked them off and you need to be able to appeal so spotify's gonna have to fix that if that's yeah if that's indeed true but um i i do think it will be interesting to see so we're going to get these snippets that are coming you're going to need to license them there's going to be it sounds like there's going to be a monthly fee plus a fee the more popular the song the more you're going to pay that's just the way it's going to be and um dave i you i appreciate you did i think it was on school of podcasting you did a side by side of two pieces of music because there's a, a trend for musicians now to re-release some of the music after yeah. a label. And so you have kind of the official label version and then you have their own version and their own version isn't. No, not, now you did one example. So maybe there's other examples. No, I've, I've heard many people do this. It's always awful because think about it. Those guys recorded that back in like, I'm going to say 89. I don't know when the bullet boys were, when that album came out, but I'm sorry, your voice has changed over the last 30 years? How long ago are the 80s? Uh, we'll say 90. That's uh, yeah, 10. 30. Yeah. That's 30 years ago. And so I heard that and I was like, yeah, that's not, I know it's the same chords and that, and actually it's not, they tuned down the guitar because the guy can't sing that high anymore. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. Um, and the reason I, I did that and thought I could be okay to get away with it is that was strictly educational. And I yeah. did realize this today in the shower. Have you ever realized that fair use, the initials are F-U? <laughs> so i thought that was kind of funny uh but, no i've never put that now yeah. i won't ever be able to forget that <laughs> i don't even know why that popped in my brain i was just like fair use i'm like hey oh, initialized so uh we do have a question in the chat room here we'll kind of take a break from podcast movement are there mm-hmm. any books about the use of language on radio when you don't have an image to help communication you rely on 
orality to build mm-hmm. images on your listeners' minds. I like to study that. There is a um, well, Jim. I'll let you go. No, no, go ahead. You got you um, have a good recommendation. There is a book called Story Brand. I've not no. Hold on, Story Worthy, and it's a guy. He's on Sarah Mikatel, and I told her I said you have a last name that you should spell more. Uh, Sarah is S A R A H Mikatel M A K. Uh, A-T-E-L, it's either A or U. Uh, But she interviewed this guy, five-time winner of The Moth. Now, The Moth is this contest of storytellers in New York, and this guy had a ton of stuff about how to tell a good story. In fact, um, you'll hear me later on Monday talk about things that you shared that that weren't yours and why. This guy had a ton of stuff about how to tell better stories. And uh, so that would be my example. And the other thing you can do, and this is where you can get people back to your websites. One of the bad news about podcasting is if what if you want to get people back to your website to sign up for a newsletter or something like that? And if I say, well, you know, I'm interviewing young gymnast. I'm trying not to be too creepy here. Uh, so and so. And, you know, she landed this. Uh, she she did a triple sow cow skater or whatever. And if you want to see a video of her doing that, just check out the website. If there's something visual, put a pic, put that picture on your website. If there is a picture and uh, that will get people back to your website. But Jim, any other thing you can think of with, with words? Well, I would, I think radio, if you're talking radio in general, I think when old school radio of the 50s, 60s, uh, if you go back and study a little bit of what they did, the early days of television, the 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 uh, oratory quality of what radio is doing 40s 50s and 60s is really really good um, they understood cadence they understood uh, understood pacing um, they were re- the the real pros of of radio I think were in those uh, okay I hit that during- button by accident I'm sorry. no it's okay <laughs> it, it's okay um, so if you go back and study a little bit of just go back you can you can find it on YouTube and you can find old radio things. Um, in study their cadence. I think that's, I think that part is really, really important when you're telling a story, mm. but nothing, if you're not known, just you, you've got to do things to get known. And this is the thing that takes a while, Dave, 10 years ago, when we started doing some of these things, nobody knew us who we were, right? It's after 10 years of work, you just got to keep doing it. You got to put it places. You got to talk to people about it. You got to show up at conferences. You got to, you know, you got to do some things. And um, it took me a while. I mean, I run a pretty interesting internship program in Omaha, and it took me five years for the community to go, oh, yeah, hey, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, sometimes it just takes a while. Uh, I did. I was that's why I hit the button. I was trying to figure out what Sarah, Sarah is. Mikatel, M-I-K-U-T-E-L. Mm. And her podcast is podcasting step by step. And someday I will have a Sarah Mikatel imitation because Sarah doesn't have vocal fry where everything she says sounds like this, but she does everything. Like if you asked uh, Sarah, how, how long is a really, really long time? She would say forever. Uh, and then the R has just a hint of, so it's, she's got a very interesting nice. voice and she's very, very cool. I met her and Brittany Felix who does podcasting for coaches at podcast movements. So, um, but that it's a, again, it's a great uh, interview. And it also proves that podcasting works because I instantly bought that guy's book on audible. Because it was, he talks about stories, like start with, he said, how many movies do you start? And they're in the middle of an action scene. Like so many times we start off with the, you know, here's Jim's uh, resume. 
you know, he did this, he's done that, he was in the army, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then you finally get to the action, like, Jim does this, and you're like, oh, cool. And he goes, we we kind of think we need the backstory. And he goes, if you think about it, most movies start off with an action scene, and you're like, holy cow, what's going on? And then later, as the, the movie goes on, you bring in the backstory, which makes that opening scene even more great. He goes, and I was like, wow, that's a really good point. So that's the one that I was like, I'm going to buy that guy's book. And the fact that he's won the moth, and I don't even know what that is. I just, every time I hear anything about storytelling, I hear people talk about the moth. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll have to do that. So, but, uh, and then Illiquity says, going back to the music, we're just all over the place today. It's podcast move. It's It's music. It's a variety, variety show. Um, Sound Illiquity says, uh, Sound Exchange and Podcast Music are set to announce a service to provide a new solution for the rapidly growing podcast industry to secure music with fully integrated global licenses yeah that's the one we're kind of talking about that's kind of like global's hard though oh that's ridiculously hard the music industry is so fragmented by country so every country has their own set of laws and then and what can be and what can't be and there's distribution rights and all those other things to get to make this industry work there was just a lot of things that had to happen and so you you got to really go country by country and speaking of doug reed he's in the chat room Oh, hey, Doug. From podcastmusic.com. Yeah, starting in the U.S., going worldwide. It's so. a hard, what the, what they're doing is really hard. And I, I know I've sounded skeptical about this, but but the this industry is not an easy one to navigate. And there's a lot of money in the gaps. Like there's distributors of distributors of distributors. And, and it's all tied up in this legal stuff. It's not easy. No. So I've sounded skeptical because it's really hard. I mean, think how long it took Apple to get to the point they could sell a $99 song. Yeah. We had to have Napster first to be able to make that happen. That's <laughs> true though. Well, know, well, I love the fact that we have a Doug, you know, cause I'm with you. I'm like, I would have given up years ago. And my, I think my favorite quote on this is Todd asked somebody like five years ago, what's it going to take to get music in the podcasting? And they said 10 years and $10 million. And Todd's like, well, we're five years in. And Doug's got sound exchange involved. So it may be, I still think it's going to be a tough road, but I think the more podcasting grows, the more uh, it's kind of like the Kevin Hart thing. I'm going to be so funny. You can't ignore me. If podcasting gets so big that like the record labels can't ignore it, they will come up with some way for us to get music into the podcast and actually let us play a whole song. I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but it is going to be tough. I think where this is going to help us is in kind of what Doug's saying is in the area of global distribution, because it's really hard. If you think about where the music industry coming out of the fifties, sixties and seventies, where a lot of the laws uh, have been, were formed during those days with really one form of distribution. And it was radio. Like, I mean, when we think about public distribution, you could buy albums and some of those kinds of things. We have a very different model today and I can publish something. I mean, it, it was hard. If you think about the 70s and you released something in the United States, it was hard to get it in other places. It was hard to track it down. You had to, you know, it had to get distributed. Well, today that's not the case. And so we legally have to deal with, okay, if I take a song and I put it in, I embed it in my podcast, it now has global distribution. This is the area I think this is going to help. It's going to maybe break down that regional model and create this global distribution license where everybody will be Okay. It's we just got some bumps in the road until we get there until until we're done. And I would to the I still would rely on some local. I I love the idea of getting local musicians involved in some of these kinds of things. And let's discover some new people rather than just some of the same old, same old. Right. 
And Doug says uh, it is going to be hard, but it helps when you have an 800 pound gorilla like Sound Exchange yeah. to clear the way. Yeah. That is cool. No, they're making good. They're making good progress, and and exciting to see where they're going to go um, with it. But we we got some bumps in the road on it for sure. They've it's I I applaud the effort. I, it's an uphill battle. I never would have fought. I just ah, it's too much work. Yeah. So good job, guys, for sure. Yeah, it should be fun to uh, to see how that rolls out because eventually, yeah. you know. It's it's why well, it sounds like we're going to hear pretty pretty quick here. I mean, the beginning of the year, maybe next year is going to be next. Well, it's going to start. We'll, yeah, will be so, some real stuff. So that that'll be kind of cool. You want to cool see? We'll do a little behind the scenes stuff here. Let me share my screen. What's interesting about this? Because I don't. One thing it shows that we have two people watching live, and I know that's absolutely not true because we have a ton of people on YouTube. So we started off our chat today, and we had um, one. Kim was in Facebook. Um, but not a ton of people in Facebook. But as the chat goes on, you'll notice that everybody has moved to YouTube. Like they're not a single. If you're on Facebook, send us a chat. But it's I'm starting to think that this whole multi let's go on Facebook and YouTube. I don't know. What maybe we'll do it another week. Let's talk about those two in the post because I I think there's some interesting dynamic between those two platforms and the expectation there. So let's let's save that for post. Okay, because I uh, I did see here in my little chat thing that I can. Like I can, Facebook is only read only for chat. I can't actually post. I'd have to go to Facebook wherever I am to put that, which is going to be too much of a hassle. Um, and then you almost need a producer just to be oh, yeah. honest when you're doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. You need a person who's not on the show. Yeah. I kind of, and I'm okay. So Scott says I'm still on Facebook. So that's good to know. Okay. So thanks for hanging around, Scott. You're not, you're not the typical, um, Facebook watcher. And, and Stacy is still here. So, okay. So that's, okay. maybe that's it. Maybe that's the two people and it's ignoring YouTube. Who knows? But it's, uh, it's a fun, and the sun went down. What's up with that? Now I got to turn on my lights. There we go. Um, so that was, uh, it's been a fun little kind of little experiment. Kim says when it comes to Facebook that, um, it won't let me post after my first post. I was violating community. St- well, that's a weird one. That's that's scary. Yeah. So, why would what community standards would she? I, it's it's an algorithm problem of some kind. Probably something like that. Yeah. But uh, Jim, what's uh, what's coming up on theaverageguy.tv? Yeah, we alluded to it a little bit earlier, but Cody Wheat from Shots of History is on. We talked a little bit about his background in podcasting around alcohol, which is kind of interesting, mostly U.S.-based at that point. And then spent a little time about how do you create the, the perfect ice cube? Because that's important when you're drinking, Dave. When you're making a cocktail, <laughs> you need perfect ice cubes. So we like talked a little bit about how you get that done. If it's rectangle instead of square, you're you're out. Well, the, no. Is it clear versus you've done it in the trays oh, in yeah. the freezer, right? You pull them; they're all white. Well, that, that's yeah. ugly. What about perfectly clear? clear. Oh. Yeah, it's a little harder than you think. We yeah. talk about it on the show. So theaverageguy.tv. I actually have a little ice making refrigerator thing, which is like the ultimate like first world problem when like you know the ice maker can't keep up i'm like because i just i i hated the trade thing but i saw it at walmart it was like I, and, and that's the yeah. hilarious thing i spent i think it was like 70 dollars on an ice maker and i because my brother had one of course so i was like well he's got one no. i i gotta no. have one yeah uh, yeah on the school of podcasting it's the end of the month so that means it's the question of the month the question of the month this month is what was the last thing you shared that was not yours and why so uh Jim, I might get your answer on that when we go into post-show here. But uh, if you're listening to this now at uh, 1130 a.m. on Saturday and you go, oh, I forgot to send it in, 
schoolofpodcasting.com slash question will get you there and you could answer that uh, right now. But I start working on that probably tonight because those episodes are a lot of fun. There's a lot of work to get all those files together and organized and things like that. So that'll be coming out on Monday at the schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks to the chat room for sticking around. We got another half hour coming up. And uh, as always, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live is where you can find the show. But stick around for some post show. <laughs> 